Mic check, one, two, one, two. Mic check, one, two, one, two. Yes, it's a taste to consider podcast. I'm back. I'm, shoot, I'm rushing. It's 8 o'clock, Sunday, July 3rd. Rushing. Just got back from my parents' house for Sunday dinner. Man, summer just started and my recording schedule just been all over the place. But I'm back. Back for another episode. Yes, indeed. We are back for another episode of Taste to Consider Podcast. Oh, man. I'm just trying to get everything straight. I had to do a sound. This is my this is my sound check. Slash getting everything together. Had to get the camera straight, all that good stuff. All right, let's go. Let me get let me get myself together. Let's start the podcast. Well, let's start the song. Yo, after the night, <laughs> don't leave your girl around me. True player for real. Ask my nigga for real. Uh. Come on. Say sick and sit a podcast. Yes, indeed, we're back for another episode. Don't leave your girl around me, true player for real. That's my nigga for real. Uh. Let him know. Let him know. Situations will arise in our lives, but you gotta be smart about it. Celebrations with the guys I sacrifice. Sleep without it Meanwhile I, I I loved you You were my girl You see I Thought the world of you But just so steady Thank you for the podcast Let's go Yeah. 
Say Sick and Sit a Podcast. Yes, indeed. What a great song. What a great song. That song has got me through a lot of, <laughs> a lot of, a lot of moments. <laughs> a lot of moments in my life. Of course, if you know the song and the lyrics, you can understand why. But yeah. Great song, great song. Got me through uh, a lot of times. <laughs> well, we back. Taste to consider podcast. Yes, indeed. Starting off with a little Usher. Yes, a little Usher. And, of course, Usher's Tiny Desk was uh, released uh, this week that just passed. And I thoroughly enjoyed it, as I'm sure everyone did. Um, that's pretty much all you saw on social media. But um, I was disappointed with it. And my only disappointment with the tiny desk was the fact of how short it was. It was only 20 minutes. And I feel like, you know, uh, a star with Usher's caliber, you got to give him more than 20 minutes. I mean, damn, at least give me a half an hour. <laughs> but, yeah, I enjoyed it very much. Um yeah, and it's been a lot of talk shit. Last episode, I was talking about that debacle of the verses, and we saw a few uh, examples of these quote-unquote singers that can't sing. <laughs> and it was, uh, you know, refreshing to actually see someone sing live and it actually sound good. But yeah, um, shout out to R&B music. I love R&B music, yes. Um yeah, we back for another episode. Let me get myself uh, straight because, you know, like I said, I'm rushing, trying to get through everything. And Yeah, um, I'm going to get right into it because, it's, it's, like I said, it's already 8 o'clock. Y'all know I can go up to two hours and I'm not trying to be recording all night. I like to unwind and chill a little bit before I end the night, you know what I'm saying, go to bed and stuff. I like to chill a little bit. Got the day off tomorrow, so I'm sure I'll be up late. I'm up late every damn night anyway because i'm a night owl and i still work from home <laughs> shout out to all of those who still work from home <laughs> oh thank you thank you god that i still work from home <laughs> but yeah um yeah so we're gonna get right through this episode um i got a lot of stuff honestly i always have a lot of stuff but it's just um i break stuff down in the moment as i'm going through the outline and i'm going through the clips and the topics that I've saved. Um, but, you know, I lately, the past few episodes for a while, I've been starting off the podcast with the Blackity Black Woke segment. And I got a lot uh, this this episode, this week. Um, so, yeah, uh, I might not go through everything because, yeah, some, some of the stuff, I'll just be like, man, I don't even feel like talking about that shit. I don't feel like thinking about it. Um, and... Uh, internalizing it and all that other stuff but yeah we're gonna get right into it blackity black woke segment oh damn i ain't even intro the podcast see uh, i'm just all over the place let me intro the pod let me intro the pod it's a taste to consider podcast i'm your host Derek silver and we back, back for another episode. Yes, indeed, right into it, the Blackity Black Woke segment. CVS and Rite Aid Pharmacies reportedly 
began limiting purchases of Plan B pills following overturn of Roe v. Wade. Oh, uh, yeah. Of course, we knew stuff was like this was going to start happening after the ruling. But um, the reason I bring this particular uh, topic up or headline is because I ran across something very interesting, but not surprisingly. But let me let me read uh, the the caption of this headline. Folks all over the United States have been in an uproar after several states moved to make abortion illegal over the weekend. The Supreme Court's decision to overturn Roe v. Wade on Friday has caused an increase in the need for emergency contraceptives and major drug stores are reportedly limiting the sale of Plan B pills per customer. Quote, Due to increased demand at this time, we are limiting purchases of Plan B contraceptive pills to um, three. Yeah. So that's the headline. Uh, in the process of me reading that caption, I was thinking like this. This goes. This reminded me of when the 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 pandemic first started. I mean, pandemic first started, and <laughs> um. And a lot of grocery stores were limiting certain things, particularly water and stuff like that. So that just came across my mind um, while I was reading that. But the reason why I bring this up is because um, I know uh, for the people who follow like pages like the Shade Room and stuff like that, it was a particular post, right? And that post was of um Megan the Stallion she was twerking in the video right and she was in a in a room or something i don't know in the room backstage or something it looked it was like it looked like a small room from the uh video angle but in that video behind her when she was twerking was i think some bags or something like that and then it was just bags, right? But then the only thing that was not a bag that was in that video, other than her and her ass, was a box of Plan B pills. And I'm sitting here thinking to myself, hmm, that's interesting that Megan Thee Stallion would be in a video twerking, and we can all agree and say that Megan the Stallion is a is a is a star, right? A star in the music um uh world. And she's considered a celebrity. Um and I'm just sitting here thinking like, isn't it interesting that one of the biggest stars in the music music industry right now is doing what she always do, which is twerking but then it happens to be the only thing in that screen in that shot other than some bags was a box of plan b pills sitting on top of the box the bags against the wall and i'm sitting here thinking to myself here we go like here go this programming here go this predictive programming that these celebrities are always seem to be attached to. And, of course, the conspiracy theory community caught wind of it and start talking about it. 
But it didn't start with the conspiracy theory community talking about it. Actually, what happened was uh, uh, from from the the post that was on social media uh, talking about it, it said a a quote unquote a fan from TikTok or something like that saw the Plan B box in the background, and it was plain as day. It was big as day. It wasn't like it was you know hiding behind something or t- tucked in the bag and. The top of the box was flipped open and sticking out a little bit. The box of Plan B contraceptive pills was sitting directly on top of all the bags right behind her while she was dancing. So I'm just like, man. And it, it I just be like, you know, it. I can easily spot these things. And it ain't no coincidence. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Majority of the people wouldn't even have paid attention to it if it wasn't brought to their attention. And they still wouldn't uh, be able to take their mind to a place to think, oh, well, this is, you know, some programming or this ain't no, you know what I'm saying? This ain't no coincidence type thing. But it was just the oddest thing in the world. Yeah. <laughs> Moving along. Um more Roe v. Wade stuff. So from a different angle, different aspect, different world. Uh, President Biden just called on the Senate to create an exception to the filibuster to codify Roe v. Wade into law. And you remember last episode, I talked about the fact that the Democrats had a chance a while ago when Barack Obama was in office to codify Roe v. Wade and we wouldn't be going through any of this outrage and this anger and this frustration and all this other stuff that we're going through right now. Right. So now it seems to be uh, a chance for it to happen, for Roe v. Wade to be to be into law, you know, so we won't have no more of this back and forth with the Supreme Court or the states and all this other stuff. But there's a catch, always a catch when it comes to politics. Biden plans to appoint Chad Meredith to a Kentucky judge lifetime seat. Let me give you a little information on who Chad Meredith is. Chad Meredith is a Federalist Society member who is anti-civil rights, anti-police reform, anti-voting rights, anti-reparations, and anti-abortion. This is Biden doing that. But the reason that he's doing that is to get Roe v. Wade into law. This is how politics work. Now, let me go back a little to Biden's, Joe Biden's record of opposing abortion rights. 1974, I don't like the Supreme Court decision on abortion. I don't think that A woman has the sole right to say what should happen to her body. 1982, 
Joe Biden votes to allow states to overturn Roe v. Wade. 1988, Joe Biden repeatedly votes against inclusion of exceptions of rape and incest in the Hyde Amendment. 1992, Joe Biden voices opposition for litmus tests on abortion for Supreme Court justices. 1994, Joe Biden brags he voted against federal funding of abortion, quote, oh no, less than 50 occasions, end quote. 2003, Joe Biden votes for a bill that will overturn Roe v. Wade by criminalizing the most common procedures used after the first trimester. 2006, Joe Biden, quote, I do not view abortion as a choice and a right, end quote. No surprise there to me, because this is the same dude that went hell and high water to get the crime bill passed back in the day. And then also said, you're not black if you don't vote for me. And then also told these so-called black leaders that we need to shape up because we ain't going to be nothing in the next few years because of the Hispanic community. But... I'll move along. Um, let's talk about Joe Biden again. President Joe Biden's nominee for a top post at the Justice Department intends to sell her remaining 14.5 million stake in a company her father chairs amid questioning about a report the company sold chemicals diverted by Mexican drug cartels to make heroin. These politicians, these high-level businessmen, these celebrities and stuff like that, they this shit is all a fraternity, all playing games and and pushing agendas and narratives. And I keep just saying to myself and keep thinking all the time I just find it so weird that people just um, look at these these people with so much um, pride and um, and just look at them so much as uh, being above above them or being a, such a great leader and a great person and stuff like that. These are just flesh and blood humans, just like us. But I digress. Um, Kentaji Brown Jackson was sworn in um, after uh, Justice Stephen Breyer retired Thursday. So a lot of people were excited about that. Um, if you listen to uh, past episodes of me, y'all, you know how I feel about Kentaji Brown Jackson and uh, the symbolism behind it and, you know, uh, some questioning about her record and stuff like that. So, yeah, I know a lot of people were excited about it because they thought that this was going to change something with the Roe v. Wade and anything. (laughs) But it's not because she's just replacing somebody who's retiring. So that majority, that six, that six, three majority still sitting there. But yeah, on to uh, inflation. I got a couple of clips. So, um, let me start with this one right here. Let me see. Is this the one? Yeah, this is the one I'm going to start with. 
say to those families who say, listen, we can't afford to pay four eighty-five a gallon for months, if not years. This is just not sustainable. Well, what you heard from the president today was a clear articulation of the stakes. This is about the future of the liberal world order, and we have to stand firm. Sustainable. What do you say to those families who say, listen, we can't afford to pay play one more time. Five a gallon for months, if not years. This is just not sustainable. Well, what you heard from the president today was a clear articulation of the stakes. This is about the future of the liberal world order, and we have to stand firm. Sustainable. What that was um, Biden's advisor, Brian Deese, quote, this is about the future of the liberal world order and we have to stand firm. This is my first time hearing about this liberal world order. I think they just changing a, a word in that phrase because it used to be hearing all the time, new world order, new world order. But we starting to get a little glimpse of what they're thinking about when they're talking about new so they wanted to be a clear-cut liberal world. And um, I got another clip. And this is basically, this clip is is basically playing off of um, what Biden's advisors say. But it's coming actually from Biden's mouth. So let me play that clip. All right. Ultimately, the reason why gas prices are up is because of Russia. Russia, Russia, Russia. The reason why the food crisis exists is because of Russia. Russia not allowing grain to get out of Ukraine. Ultimately. All right. So you see they're still pushing this narrative. They're still pushing this agenda, which we know. We should know at this point is bullshit. If you've been listening to the Taste to Consider podcast, you would know. Because there have been over 100 food processing plants in the United States that have mysteriously caught on fire or had some catastrophe. Right? And as I stated on the last episode, oil prices are lower than what they were back in 2014 but the gas prices are higher so make it make sense you know what i'm saying but of course you know what i'm saying a majority of the country are, ha are not having the right conversations you know what i'm saying um they just not we're not having the right conversations we're not doing the right research so you're going to believe any and everything that comes out of a person that you quote unquote revere, you know what I'm saying? And this is the problem where I say, you know what I'm saying? We keep looking at these people as though they're just got good hearts that they're, you know, walking the straight and narrow, all this other stuff because they are in high positions or they got money. They got some celebrity, they famous or they successful according to material and financial standards. But these are just people just like us. <laughs> they just people, man. They just people. I'm just still just trying to figure out how Russia got anything to do with this. <laughs> because when it comes down to it is, like I said, the food processing plant situations. 
and you got this price gouging with these um, gas station companies. They're taking advantage of people. They're taking advantage of people based off of uh, a convenient situation that is being pushed up high. Because like I said, last episode, like, all of a sudden, they talk about some way in the time of war, way in the time of war. But when all this Ukraine stuff first started happening, what was the narrative? Oh, no, the United States is not going to get involved. The United States is not going to get involved. This is not our war. This is not our war. We don't want to go to war. But all of a sudden, now we're in the time of war. Granted, we don't, supposedly, we don't have any troops over there. Supposedly. But we've sent over $6 billion over there. Yeah, so here's one more uh, clip from Biden. How long is it fair to expect American drivers and drivers around the world to pay that premium for this war? As long as it takes. So Russia cannot, in fact, defeat Ukraine and move beyond Ukraine. How long is it? The mainstream media ain't told y'all yet, but Russia been won this war. Been won this war. These niggas is money laundering. <laughs> it's straight up. These niggas coming up with imaginary money. We supposed to be in a, a deficit, but they coming up with imaginary money. They can't give money to to uh, the black community for reparations. They can't give money to homeless people people losing their jobs people can't pay their rent people can't buy food we ain't getting no stimulus checks because supposedly we don't have money but all of a sudden they got money to give to a war that don't have nothing to do with our country i could go deeper in this situation because when it comes down to it it's a lot deeper than this if you pay attention to all this this talk about all these nations and these countries and stuff joining nato and how that is part of this quote-unquote new world slash liberal order. That's what Russia is really having a problem with. This gang up attack that's going on. I'm not, I don't care about no Russia. I don't care about, you know what I'm saying? I don't care what the hell is going on. I care about what's going on over here and how we, we are being loud, lied to. And then we keep allowing this stuff to go on. But like I said, we keep having the wrong conversations. Nobody don't want to do no research. We take stuff for, for their, you know what I'm saying? We take these people for their word and all this other stuff. And they lying to us. They just straight lying to us. They, they keep thinking that this patriotic shit is going to, uphold the narrative and the agenda i mean to a degree yes it is but you know what i'm saying i do know burp number one people starting to wake up but let's continue to keep having the right conversations because these wrong conversations has just got us in a chokehold a chokehold the wrong conversations and Although this isn't part of the blackity black woke segment, one of the wrong conversations, particularly with the black community, is is that damn baby daddy, baby mama bring McDonald's for one kid and his kid and not the other kids. This shit is keeping us in the chokehold. I mean, you got think pieces, you got um, 
people going in-depth conversations, doing whole podcast episodes about it or whatever. But, hey, <laughs> that's the culture, right? Crazy shit, man. Crazy. Crazy. <sighs> Wrong conversations. Um, Where am I at? Where am I at? Okay. Let's stick to, you know, what's going on with the economy and stuff like that. Here's a, a clip from the Fed chair, Powell. I played a clip uh, from him last week. And also, I pointed out how the Federal Reserve is not a federal agency, don't have nothing. It's a private entity, but somehow they they make federal regulations for interest rates and um the economy and all that other stuff it's just it's mind blowing i just <laughs> it's just mind blowing all right let me uh find this clip <laughs> oh my so the u.s economy is actually in pretty strong shape so if you look back a year um, the u.s economy grew more than five and a half percent it was really the big reopening year mm -hmm. And so we had expected this year to be that that growth would moderate to a more sustainable path. Um, we also, of course, are, are raising interest rates, and the aim of that is to slow growth down so that supply will have a chance to catch up. We, we hope that, that growth can still remain positive. Um, but if you, so if you look at it, it, uh, the strength of the economy, households are in very strong financial shape. They've still got a lot of excess savings from from, you know, forced saving from not being able to travel and things like that, and also from fiscal transfers. So households are overall, not, not every household, uh, and not, not the ones at the lower end of the income spectrum, but overall in strong state. The same thing is, is true of businesses, very, very low uh, rates of default and things like that. Isn't he talking about some, um, yeah, uh, households are in strong financial shape or whatever, uh, but uh, except for the the low income ones, of course. <laughs> like, bro, what are you talking about? How is this economy in good financial shape when during the 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 pandemic, all these small businesses went under? A lot of these businesses still trying to get afloat. Unemployment ain't really gone up, but they keep saying it it is. They uh, hiking up interest rates. It's to the point now where people are standing in lines to take tours of fucking apartments. Like, come on, man. Like, <laughs> they will lie and lie. Even when he was talking about fiscal um, transfers or whatever, he basically talking about how people have been taking, having to take out their retirement funds or whatever and transfer it into their savings and they're checking in order to pay bills and shit, 401k and all that other stuff. Man, don't, I can't even say don't let these people lie to you because most of the people, majority of people, majority of people in this society, everything is not fucking paying attention. Not paying attention because we having the wrong conversations when we get together. Wrong conversations. Lots of cash on. <laughs> wrong conversations. Oh, my. All right. Where am I? Uh, all right. Get away from all that economy stuff. Time for the juice, the juice, the juice talk. Um, U.S. government buys 105 million doses of Pfizer's mRNA vaccine for fall booster injections with an option of 
195 million more doses. They still pushing this, John Boy. They is still pushing this shit, despite all the stuff that's been coming out. But, of course, people having the wrong conversations. People are ignorant to a lot of stuff. Don't want to hit. Well, I ain't going to say ignorant. They are ignorant, but they also are very stubborn about um, things are being talked about. People are so got their feet so planted in that they don't want to seem like um, they were wrong or it's on both sides, honestly, wrong and right. And like I told you, I don't care about being right at all or wrong, you know what I'm saying, about this, because when it comes down to it, it affects me directly and indirectly, no matter what, no matter if I have the juice or not, it's still affecting me directly or indirectly because I got loved ones, family, friends that got the juice, you know what I'm saying? But this is all about putting this information out there because obviously they're not going to tell you the truth because they want to make sure they have that that power, that control over your pri- your privacy, um, the control over your body, and they want to make money. Every president that comes in has an agenda, and it's in every president it seems like something happens where – these large amounts of money get pulled from all directions to these companies. Big Farmer being one of them. <laughs> Where am I? More programming, right? More programming. This is a tweet from Sesame Street. It's okay to have questions about COVID-19 vaccines for children. Elmo's dad, Louie, talked to their pediatrician and learned that Elmo getting vaccinated is the best way to keep him and his whole neighborhood safe and healthy. Hashtag caring for each other. So then Elmo tweets and says, Elmo got the COVID vaccine today. I know some of y'all probably thought I was about to do that nigga voice. (laughs) Elmo got the COVID vaccine today, just like Elmo's mommy and daddy. Elmo's daddy had a lot of questions, but Elmo's doctor said the vaccine would help keep Elmo healthy. And all of Elmo's friends and family, too. Hashtag caring for each other. Programming. You st- is Programming is always easy when you start early. And this is what they're doing, starting early. But I got a clip for y'all. And this is a controversial a clip from a controversial person. This uh, particular gentleman is a medical doctor. He is uh, known as um, one of the inventors of the mRNA vaccine, not the particular COVID-19 vaccine that's out now, but the original mRNA technology. And you say technology, damn, we putting technology in our bodies? Yes, technology. So I'm going to play this clip from him just to give you a taste, you know? Here we go. Adequate to only consider the short-term adverse events as related to the vaccine. We must acknowledge that the genetic COVID-19 genetic injections cause far more harm than good and provide zero benefit relative to risk for the young and healthy. 
They do not reduce COVID-19 infection, which is treatable and not terminal. Furthermore, the most recent data demonstrates that you are more likely to become infected or have disease or even death if you've been vaccinated compared to the unvaccinated people. This is shocking to hear, but it is what the data are showing us. The data now show that these experimental gene therapy treatments can damage your children as well as yourself. They can damage your heart, your brain, your reproductive tissue, and your lungs. This can include permanent damage and disablement of your immune system. Yeah. So I talked about plenty of times on previous episodes about, you know, the adverse effects that have been coming out and stuff like that recently. Um, There's a lot of stories out here. There's a lot of information out here, but of course it's not being uh, reported by the mainstream media, but it is being reported by media. Um, yeah, I'm not, I'm not in the, like I said, it affects me indirectly and directly. It's not about scaring, trying to scare people and try to prove I'm right or anything like that. It's about giving accurate information. And I'm not saying that I, I agree with this or I did extensive research to know that it is true. This clip I'm talking about, what I am saying is I'm just introducing this information to you this part like i always say this podcast is all about me introducing information to you that's why it's called a taste to consider consider so i ultimately want people just to do their own research ask questions not just take people for their word i mean this is how i always been i've been like this ever since i was a kid i used to get in trouble for asking too many damn questions literally (laughs) But yeah, this doctor's name is Robert Malone, medical doctor. You can look him up, do your own research, all that other good stuff. So moving along. Um, let me see where I'm at. Uh, um, yeah, I talked about uh, on, I think it was the last episode, the episode before that. Um, how the United States government bought like um, millions of, of of vaccines or whatever and they didn't even use them or they went bad or some shit like that. So just to hear the fact that they're buying all these uh, millions of boosters with an option to buy more. But like I said, they got money for everything, but not us. You know what I'm saying? They got money for wars, but can't feed the poor. <laughs> Oh, man. Peter McCullum, quote, this month, the World Council for Health, which represents 70 bodies worldwide, has called for a global recall of all vaccines. Not being reported by the mainstream media. But. Like I said, we had we sitting around having the wrong conversations. I understand, you know what I'm saying? It's just cool to have a good time and all that other stuff. Everything got to be all serious and everything. But damn, this is our lives, you know what I'm saying? This shit affects us. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We can, I feel like we can have a greater time if we pay attention to this shit and fight against it and them knowing that they can't just swindle us like this. But 
You know what I'm saying? Because by the time we get to the point where we really got to fight, it's going to be a tougher fight. We ain't, they've been they've been putting in the work, training, all that other stuff. We ain't been doing nothing. We've been sitting around chilling, eating popsicles, potato chips, drinking soda, all that other stuff. I'm de- I'm just talking metaphorically right now. You know what I'm saying? We ain't they're training. They're putting in work. We ain't doing nothing. Yeah. Um let me see. Where am I at? Yeah. Moving on from all that politics and all that stuff. R. Kelly. Yeah. R. I'm not going to sit with this long. R. Kelly sentenced to 30 years in prison. Um, I'm not shocked by his sentence, but I'm kind of surprised. Um. I'm kind of on the fence of how I feel about the sentence. Granted, you know, what he did, he definitely should have been sentenced to 30 years. Um, But I'm kind of shocked because of him being a celebrity, but also not shocked at the same time because he's a black celebrity. I mean, shit, we've seen what they did to Bill Cosby. Um, But I think more of my shock is coming from the fact that Ghislaine Maxwell, who was the um, confidant of Jeffrey Epstein. And it was known that they were basically running a sex trafficking ring of young girls. She only got 20 years. And I guess she got 20 years because maybe she talked and, you know, you know, gave some names up or something like that. Who knows? Or maybe it was because she's white and she's very... um, uh, wealthy her family is wealthy um you know maybe that was it or maybe they gave her such a low sentence because um they didn't want her to start talking you know <laughs> because her and jeffrey epstein were friends with a lot of politicians bill clinton uh uh hollywood people harvey weinstein other uh, celebrities oprah Oprah and we know Oprah has a school in um in Africa for young girls I mean yeah <laughs> I mean sometimes the dots be connected if you just look but hey yeah but yeah deservingly so R. Kelly yeah he should have did he should have got 30 years um and th- he got more cases pending um in other states so it, it'll be interesting to see what what will happen with him I mean if the if the thirty years just stick, by the time he get out of jail, he'd be what like in his late seventies, early eighties, or somewhere around there. I don't know how old he is right now, but I'm just guesstimating. Um, but yeah, moving along, transgender Rikers Island inmate gets seven years for raping woman in all female unit. And I talked about stories like this before. This ain't nothing new, but it just boggles my mind that you know what I'm saying we keep hearing these stories but you know what i'm saying there's still like a a backlash for people feeling some type of way about transgenders being in in these units you know what i'm saying with these situations happening even like with bathrooms and changing rooms and stuff like that and people shame people or call them homophobes or stuff like that 
because they have concerns. And the concern don't have nothing to do with their actual uh, gender or anything, so to speak. It has to do with the, the threat of what they what they can do. You know what I'm saying? I, I don't know. This uh, the liberal world order. But uh yeah, liberal world order. Um moving along. Uh nineteen fifty five warrant in Emmett Till case found. Family seeks arrest. It says an unserved arrest warrant from nineteen fifty five for Carolyn Bryant Donham was discovered last week in the basement of a courthouse. White privilege. White privilege. It's an article as well. Let me pull that up and read a, a few from that. It says the arrest warrant of Carolyn Bryan Donham was discovered last week and Till's family wants her to be charged nearly 70 years later. Um, a team searching the basement of a Mississippi courthouse for evidence about the lynching of black teenager Emmett Till has found the unserved warrant charging a white woman in his 1955 kidnapping and relatives of the victim who initiated the hunt want authorities to finally arrest her nearly 70 years later. Um, it says a warrant for the arrest of Carolyn Bryant Donham identified as Mrs. Roy Bryant on the document was discovered last week inside a file folder that had been placed in a box. Uh, LaFour County Circuit Clerk Elmis Stockstill told the Associated Press on Wednesday. Documents are kept inside boxes by decade, he said, but there was nothing else to indicate where the warrant dated August 29, 1955 might have been. They narrowed it down between the 50s and 60s and got lucky, said Stockstill, who certified the warrant as genuine. The search was started by the Emmett Till Legacy Foundation and included two members of Till's family, cousin Deborah Watts, head of the foundation, and her daughter, Terry Watts. They want authorities to use the warrant to arrest Donham, who at the time of the slaying was married to one of the two white men tried and acquitted just weeks after Till was abducted from a relative's home, killed, and dumped into a river. Yeah, man. It just seems like this story always seems to pop up every couple of years with some new information or something like that. And still no justice really being done for it. And with the, the lady who falsely accused him until still being <laughs> alive, they could put Bill Cosby old ass in jail, but they they just refuse to put her ass in jail. But hey, we know how that goes. Um, where am I at? Protesters shut down Akron, Ohio after an unarmed man was shot 60 times by police officers. Um, the young man's name was Jalen Walker. Um, I, I didn't look too much. I didn't do too much reading or research on this case because I just didn't want to internalize it. But I'll just read what I have. Um, so I'm not going to speak Bible to anything on the information. I know it's like a lot of misinformation going on out there. So um, pardon me if I do give out any misinformation because I'm just reading what is being what has been reported so far. I know the uh, body cam footage came out today. 
Um, I didn't watch it fully. I just saw a glimpse of it that it was released. Um, I probably won't watch it. Um, but it says um, the police in Akron, Ohio, murdered this young brother, a sweet soul and a DoorDash driver in as brutal of a fashion as I've ever seen. Eight police officers, seven which were white, fired a staggering 90 bullets at Jalen, shooting him at least 60 times in his face, chest, legs, back, feet, and everywhere else you can think of. Even when he fell down, they kept shooting, and they handcuffed him even after he was dead. They shot, shot him 60 times. Um, uh, reports are that his body was pretty much mutilated from the many shots that um hit his body um this particular report that i'm reading right here says he was unarmed i saw reports that say he was armed so it's like conflicting information out here i'm not sure what is the actual truth to this situation but you know what i'm saying when it comes down to armed or not 90 shots is that excessive and it seems like there was a lot of anger and hate directed behind those 90 shots, 60 of which hit his body. Um, crazy. It said Jalen has never been arrested or in trouble um, a day in his life. Um, let me see if I have any. Yeah, I think that's the only thing I have right now because uh, it was just so much information going out on it. But, yeah. But this one right here, that I'm, this story right here I'm about to talk about is close to home. It happened in D.C., it says landscaper killed in D.C. road rage shooting leak linked to leaf blower. Uh, this comes from NBC Washington. A man working as a landscaper was shot and killed in northeast D.C. in what police say was an act of road rage. His widow said he was killed after a driver was angered that a leaf blower blew grass clippings onto his car. Jason Ford of northwest D.C. was the victim. He was 45 and was the father of two adult children. Uh, the killing was over, quote, somebody blowing grass and him apologizing. We will no longer have him here because of that. Makes no sense, end quote. Ford's wife, Tanya Ford, said. Tragic and it's just it's ridiculous. It's stupid. And this is when I this is when I always say, like, everybody out here needs has a needs mental <laughs> mental assistance mental health assistance assistance because a lot of people out here don't know how to control their emotions they don't know how to process those emotions they aren't intelligent enough to understand these emotions they aren't mature enough to you know what i'm saying process regulate them and express these emotions it's just a lot of people out here that just on some other stuff and it just makes no sense that a man lost his life because his leaf blower blew some grass clippings on somebody's car where you can essentially just get a water hose and spray it off and according to the report they said he apologized so what the hell you know what i'm saying what the hell what the hell is wrong with people <laughs> like seriously like everybody out here has some form of mental illness somehow some way based off of some trauma that they've gone through um whatever it's people is a lot of people out here that just got issues man mental issues mental and emotional issues and, and and it's to the point where it's like 
you know you're going to get caught. Like, why are you ending somebody else's life and then going to end your life? What's just so you can walk into the jail and say, well, I'm in here for murder. And that what's supposed to make you hard. That's supposed to make you tough. Like, this shit is stupid, man. Fucking stupid. Fucking stupid. Uh, but that's it for the um, blackity black woke segment, man. Yeah, yeah. That I ain't got no words, like, cause I just I just saw that story this morning. My brother sent that sent that story to me, and it's just it don't make no damn sense, man. We gotta do better, but of course we have the wrong conversations. We we having these conversations where everything gotta be, you know what I'm saying? Um, I'm this, I'm that, you know what I'm saying? That bravado, that ego, that you know I'm hard, I'm on this. I gotta keep this image. I gotta look this way, you know what I'm saying? I gotta make sure I look tough and all this other stuff. I'm a thug and all, you know what I'm saying? Stupid shit like that. But hey, I don't know, man. On to the TV and movie reviews. Um, I watched the documentary last night. I forgot to take a um, a screenshot of it. Oh, here we go, right here. Pulled up right for me. Thank you. It, uh, it's a new documentary that's on Netflix. Um, and I thought it was pretty good. I didn't agree with uh everything that was in the documentary, but overall I thought it was good. It's called Who We Are, a Chronicle of Racism in America. Very good documentary. Very good documentary. Although like I said I didn't agree with everything, overall it was a good documentary. You don't have to agree with everything in order to get something out of it, you know? So yeah take a look at this uh documentary it's very beneficial um very informative um but yeah it's called who we are a chronicle of racism in america and it's on netflix um what else um the shy the shy is back on tv i don't know what season this is um but i'm watching the new season and the Shires honestly has really fell off since it first started coming on, but is it still um it's still pretty good. But one of the things that I notice and that I've been noticing a lot, well, I've always noticed it, but I but it's it's um It's, 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 I can't even figure out the right word to say for it. Uh, I'm paying, I'll say I'm paying attention to it more. I've noticed it because it's always been there and with TV and movies. I mentioned it even on last episode, but I'm paying attention to it more. Everything is about sex. Everything is about sex, 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 sex. And, and and I'll preface this by saying, you know what I'm saying, sex is a great thing. I mean, it's, it's, it's a great thing. I, I enjoy sex and all that other good stuff like that. But I just think that it's just 
too much of it. It's too much of it in the world. But I guess that's you know what I'm saying that's that liberal that liberal world order <laughs> that that's going on. Cause I honestly feel like we living in a modern day Sodom and Gomorrah with all the stuff that's going on today. I mean, uh, I forgot to bring this up during the Blacky Black woke segment, but California just put into law that street prostitution is legal now. <laughs> the oldest profession is now legal in the state of California. Modern day Sodom and Gomorrah. But hey, that that's that that uh let me see who's the governor of California. Let me see who that is. Um uh governor of I should have known this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I definitely should have known that. Gavin Newsom, Democratic Party, that liberal world order, that liberal world order. And it's crazy because, like, I've known this for a long time since I was a kid because I used to be big into uh, black history and stuff like that. But, like, it's just crazy how the the black community switched over to the Democratic Party because they were – supporters of the republican party back in the day you know because of lincoln and all that other stuff and the quote-unquote freeing the slaves and all that other stuff but the democrats always been on that bullshit they they was the ones that was for slavery and they was the the, the bigots the races and all that other stuff shit they called them the dixiecrats back then i mean some people still call the democrats the dixiecrats to this day yes like I don't even understand how, like, and like I said, I'm an independent. I can care less about the Republican Party or the um, Democrat Party, but I think it's hilarious how the black community just loves the Democratic Party now when they were the main ones that were, you know what I'm saying, enslaving us and hated us and shit. Um, But, yeah, they used to call uh, Southern Democrats Dixiecrats and, you know, (laughs) <laughs> yeah it's just crazy man um <laughs> the wrong conversations bro we having the wrong conversations but back to the shot yeah but i was watching the latest episode of the shot newest episode came out friday and i was just noticing like when they was going through talking about like when they was having like the relationship scenes and only thing that was being talked about in these scenes of the man and the woman was all about sex. It was never about love. It wasn't about respect. It wasn't about, you know, communication. It wasn't about none of that. None of the things that really, you know what I'm saying? I ain't going to say sex don't matter, but you know what I'm saying? None of the real foundational parts of what a relationship or a partnership should be um, based on everything was about sex every conversation with this with these different men and women was about sex everything and i'm like this is this is how people were getting programmed to think that all oh, relationships have to do with is is sex 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 and uh, next to the to the sex conversation is all about money finances and all that other stuff like you know what i'm saying so this is this is how these these uh these shows and stuff these programs program you and is is deep in with our with our programs you know what i'm saying if you sit there and look at most of the current programs to this day 
um, it's all about sex and money, sex, money, sex, money, cars, clothes, all that other stuff. It ain't really about nothing that will actually pro program us to help us. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But that's just something that I noticed. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to really get into the show too much yet. No, no commentary on it because I have some thoughts on it, obviously. But I ain't going to get into that just yet. So moving along from the show. It's still pretty good to watch. You know what I'm saying? Um, Yeah, I talked about that, who we are, Chronicle of Racism in America. Check that out. Um, What else? Yeah, I watched this uh this limited series on Netflix as well. It's called They Don't Know Me. It's four episodes. And it caught me off of the in the uh the trailer and that's rare with netflix because netflix don't know how to preview uh movies and shows on their platform they just don't they they the worst with that they will show you the most irrelevant ass scene or trailer that has to do with a show or movie but they actually did good this time and those four episodes were actually worth it. Uh, the the limited series is called They Don't Know Me. And um, just just go to Netflix and watch it. Trust me. All right. That was the, the uh, movie and TV reviews. So I'm moving along pretty well. I'm only an hour and a minute in. and Because I just thought that blackity black woke segment was going to keep a hold on me. <laughs> but, yeah. So let's start getting into some more of the lighter things, um, relationship, partnership stuff, um, uh, man, woman, all that, that good stuff. I used to always be like, I used to have this thinking when I started changing more the format of the podcast and thinking like, man, I ain't trying to be talking about this relationship shit stuff all the time because I didn't want to get wrapped up into what's only on social media. These clips of podcasts talking about relationship shit. But I had to sit back and, you know what I'm saying, reevaluate and think like, you know what I'm saying, it's still important to talk about these uh, relationship stuff, particularly for me, because I try to come from it from an angle of uh, mental health as well as, you know, um, place my my personal experiences uh, in there with the mental health aspect. So. Yeah, let's start right here. This this clip actually is a clip that I ran across like a couple of days ago, but it is gone viral at this point and it's made its way through uh, social media. And I was hoping that it wasn't going to go viral before I actually talked about it. But hey, it is what it is. And I still feel like this clip is important. And like I said, I, although I am a man, you know, I, and I come from a man's point of view, a man's perspective, perception, thought pattern, feelings, all that blah, 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 blah stuff. But I want black love to win. So I try to keep it as neutral as I can. And I feel like a lot of the stuff, even when this when this um, a lot of these clips, when they try to make it just solely uh, off of one gender or gender base. I, I feel like it applies to everybody. You know what I'm saying? I feel like it applies to both genders, honestly. But, you know what I'm saying, one gender may not be accountable enough to admit it as well as the other gender. But we're going to rock with this clip right here. I feel like it's a very good clip. And uh, sorry, ladies. <laughs> Ooh, 
Ooh, some of y'all women gonna get mad at me today so if you can't take constructive criticism baby keep on scrolling many of you women are not really what you think you're cracked up to be like some of y'all are really not great people to be in relationships with y'all know i work with couples every single day and i'm gonna go ahead and make a list of everything that i have to work through first things first quit coming into relationships trying to make a man secure your insecurities that's your job if you lack confidence if you have low self-esteem if there's still trauma that you're operating in if you're self-critical if you're judgmental when it comes to yourself if you blame yourself if you're still operating in guilt and trauma and everything else baby that's for you to handle not him respect his space like stop becoming so preoccupied and hyper aware of what a man has going on as soon as you see his mood is off a little bit you start becoming overwhelming what's wrong what's wrong what's wrong let me tell you how men are a lot of it's funny because a lot of the thing i ain't mean to cut it off because you know i was just gonna let it play through and then come back and splice it and have some commentary but a lot of the things that she's saying is shit that i already been saying and a lot uh, uh, some of the things that she said I talked about last week, like with the what she just let me just let it play. Sorry. Men, when they are going through stuff, they may end up withdrawing or retreating because they're trying to figure it out. They're not always upset at you. Their moods are not changing just because of you. People go through things in a way that men are. They don't express themselves as much as we do as women. It's OK. Give that man some space. Oh, yeah. The clinginess. Clinginess is cute to an extent, baby, but once you become codependent and you're always getting jealous whenever this person goes out and you become anxious whenever they're not around you, you start blowing up their phones so they go hang out with their friends, that is problematic and you're going to push them away. As much as many of you all don't want to believe it, it's absolutely okay for a man to admire another woman. As long as it is a quick look, boom, and he's not staring and he doesn't have a wandering eye and he's not impulsive and he's not a cheater, if he's all of those, baby, why are you with him in the first place? You're ignoring the red flags. You're settling. As long as that man is not window shopping or ordering off of the menu relax he has a visual appetite if he sees a beautiful woman it's okay to admire just like if you see a handsome man you're gonna admire him too relax stop letting yourself go just because you're in a relationship doesn't mean that you need to stop doing everything that you did in the beginning if you always kept your skin together and your nails together your lashes together your hair done your body was waxed up at the beginning keep that same energy hold your end of the relationship remember visual 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 a man still has a visual appetite and he loves what he sees baby because you're gonna stimulate a whole lot more of him don't let yourself go because you secured the relationship as much as you want to believe it you're not always right as much as you want to always be in control you have to let some things go baby you cannot love a man the way you want to love him if you study him if you pay attention if you actually listen i guarantee you he would tell you how to love him you cannot limit the way you love him to a love language that's why i hate the conversation of love language you can ask a man what's your favorite love language and he can say oh acts of service and you think that's all you have to do to love him no baby you got to study your man stop nagging him all the time it's perfect Okay, quit always expressing your dissatisfactions. If you see he's putting in efforts in other places, please uplift those efforts. Acknowledge them. Show that you appreciate that. If it's something like a pet peeve, baby, compromise. I know a lot of women have a hard time compromising. Baby, you got to find a middle ground. Sometimes it's just not worth you bringing up a dissatisfaction. A lot of you all just be nagging. You're pushing that man away. It's okay. He's not always going to fit your idea. He's not always going to satisfy you in every area. Baby, I promise you every trait that you may have on your beautiful checkoff list, he may not measure up to every single one of them. That's why you have to be selective, but stop nagging all the time. You can't read minds and you can't predict the future. So stop trying to interpret things and stop trying to jump to conclusions. Baby, it's not healthy. It's a distorted way of thinking and it will kill your relationship. Being independent is okay, but why do you have to be so independent that you're unreceptive? Men love to be needed. If you're so independent that you won't even allow him to help, what is he there for?
Stop involving everybody in your relationship. I don't care if it's friends or family. They have no place to be in your relationship. So stop involving them. Their opinions do not matter. Their advice does not matter. They are not the person that you were sleeping with. Relax. You think you're doing something when you're comparing your man to everybody else. You're comparing your man to your best friend's husband. Yada, yada, yada. And now he's pretending to be something that he's not. That's very uncomfortable for a man. Baby, constructive criticism and destructive criticism are real things. If you're always criticizing, 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 you're going to push him away and he's going to end up faking things and that's going to make him unhappy and then the intimacy is going to decline. And whose fault is that going to be? Yeah, because you were comparing. Many of you ladies are not the inspiration that you think that you are. I'm sorry to break it to you. If you're always operating in your comfort zone and you refuse to take risks and you lack intellectual intimacy, you don't go out there and try to learn new things, baby. You're not reaching new opportunities. You're always lowering your confidence. You're not really inspiring this person. If this person is trying to grow, 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 and you want to stay and you want to be on social media or on your phone and everybody else's business, and you're not really doing anything to add to his fruition, baby, eventually he's going to grow without you. Pessimism. Stop being negative all the time. Communication, learn to listen, validate their experiences, don't interrupt. You know what? The list can go on. Just work on your communication, <laughs> baby, okay? Now, I know some of y'all going to get to the end of this video and be like, ah, da, da. look, if you want a healthy relationship, start taking criticism. Take each piece. If it applies, and let it apply. If it doesn't, then go on about your business. But if you want a healthier relationship, if you're dating, if you're a girlfriend, if you're a wife, whatever it may be, you want a healthy relationship, baby, take the criticism as constructive. Take it as a learning tool. Use it and change. <laughs> Man, she went through it. I mean, um, uh, <laughs> So I'm going to go through the um, clip again. It's a five-minute clip, but I'm going to go through it and stop at certain points and just give some confirmation or, you know, give my thoughts or whatever. Yeah, so let's start it again. <laughs> Woo! Some of y'all women going to get mad at me today, so if you can't take constructive criticism, baby, keep on scrolling. Many of you women are not really what you think you're cracked up to be. Like, some of y'all are really not great people to be in relationships with. Y'all know I work with couples every single day, and I'm going to go ahead and make a list of everything that I have to work through. First things first, quit coming into relationships trying to make a man secure your insecurities. That you know, I've talked about this plenty of times before, and this goes both ways because I even, you know, reference that about myself. I even did it on the last show or whatever about the consistency part or whatever and how, you know what I'm saying, this is – this is something that's been known, you know what I'm saying? I've I've heard this shit even before I started going to therapy about, you know, how people that try to date their father or date their mother or get, you know what I'm saying? All that shit is true. I'm and and we know that to be true, you know? But it's just about, you know what I'm saying, accept uh, acknowledging it and actually accepting it in order for you to make a change or whatever. So I don't think this needs this long commentary or whatever. It's just all about what people actually want to do. If they actually going to acknowledge it and accept it, you know what I'm saying? Um, I had to acknowledge and accept it. And this is something that I still, you know what I'm saying, work through. Work through with the therapist and I work through it with myself or whatever. It's, it's several times where I notice myself um, going back to a place where I'm feeling the need to um, feed something um, that I didn't get from my mother through uh, a woman, you know what I'm saying? Not even a woman, a lot of times a woman or a situation, period, you know what I'm saying? Like validation or affirmation, stuff like that, you know what I'm saying? So this joke can creep up in a lot of places and not just romantic relationships. 
it can creep up in platonic relationships and certain situations, like even like work and stuff like that. Because I've had plenty of situations um, in in uh, my professional life where I noticed things that um, I was trying to compensate for or I needed validation from or whatever for, you know, getting certain projects done and stuff like that. And it was based off of how I grew up and me not getting it from my mom or my dad and stuff like that. So, you know what I'm saying? Just pay attention to these things. Be aware of these things. But that's all about, you know what I'm saying, learning yourself and being able to actually acknowledge and accept the fact that, you know what I'm saying, you got struggles, difficulties, and things you need to heal from. It's your job. If you lack confidence, if you have low self-esteem, if there's still trauma that you're operating in, if you're self-critical, if you're judgmental when it comes to yourself, if you blame yourself, if you're still operating in guilt and trauma and everything else, baby, that's for you to handle, not him. Respect his space. Like, stop becoming so preoccupied and hyper-aware of what a man has going on. As soon as you see his mood is off a little bit, you... I talked about this uh, last week with the Mike Tyson clip about the consistency or whatever and how I didn't agree with uh, what necessarily with what Mike Tyson was saying. Because a lot of times when and this is just speaking from my own experience of how, you know, what I'm saying I handle situations and how I felt in those situations and stuff that, you know, what I'm saying people. Every person is is uh, has is an individual in their own right. And. People have changes, they get through moods or whatever. They have their own lives where they're experiencing different things outside of their romantic relationship. So there are going to be times where things aren't consistent or moods are different and stuff like that. And it doesn't always have to be taken personally or internalized and stuff like that. Start becoming overwhelming. What's wrong with. But an another thing, like, you know, with this, with that stuff about the space and stuff like that i think a lot of times is based off of fear a lot of times the fear of you know what i'm saying uh losing a person or not being involved in every aspect of their life or worrying if they're going to cheat and stuff like that so a lot a lot of times a lot of us we tend to look at our romantic partners as a possession or whatever so we don't necessarily give them spaces to be themselves you know what I'm saying? To be an individual, to be authentic or to grow and to learn things uh, and walk the path that they need to walk. You know, that is that is scary to a lot of people or whatever, because we feel like, you know, what I'm saying we're going to lose the person and stuff like that. Or, you know, the relationship going to change and all that other stuff. But, you know, we can't control everything. What's wrong? What's wrong? Let me tell you how men are. A lot of men, when they are going through stuff, they may end up withdrawing or retreating because they're trying to figure it out. They're not always upset at you. Their moods are not changing just because of you. People go through things in a way that men are. They don't express themselves as much as we do. It was a clip in uh, the Creed movie, Creed 2, when um, Michael B. Jordan's character lost to Drag Drago's son. And he withdrew from his lady, which was uh, Tessa Thompson. And she was pregnant at the time or whatever. And Tessa Thompson was having this conversation with Felicia Rashad, who's uh, Michael B. Jordan's stepmother. And Felicia Rashad had to tell Tessa Thompson that, you know, he's a man. He has to figure it out for himself. That's pretty much how men work. You know, um, I talk about, you know, how there's definitely a difference between men and women, how we think, how we process emotions and how we go about, 
you know what I'm saying, certain things in our lives. And men are more logical and we want to work things out and uh, figure things out. We want to figure things out. And women are more so emotional and they want to um, understand more. You know what I'm saying? They want to feel or understand more. So when it comes to men, when we withdraw, a lot of the times we we internalize it. We in our head and we're just trying to go through step by step of where we went wrong, how we can change it, um, how we can do it without receiving any help. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's kind of like a an initiation process, so to speak, of being a man on figuring things out for yourself you know you hear a lot of women complaining about they don't make men the way that they used to and stuff like that but then when men actually go and do what men do in order to figure out things you know what i'm saying be a man and to fix things or to figure things out and stuff like that then it's a problem so you know what i'm saying it's like a win-lose <laughs> a win-lose situation for for a man when we're actually trying to be a man and and learn how to figure things out for ourselves or whatever. And that's something that is a larger conversation when you get down to mothers raising sons and how they kind of um, sort of the same thing with, when it comes to romantic relationships. They they step in too much. They are they don't allow a, a boy to become a man in those situations. But that's a different conversation for a different day women it's okay give that man some space oh yeah the clinginess clinginess is cute to an extent baby but once you become codependent and you're always getting jealous whenever this person goes out and you become anxious whenever they're not around you you start blowing up their phones so they gonna hang out with their friends that is problematic and you're gonna push them away As and that could go both ways and i speak from experiences you know what i'm saying you can overburden somebody and just this shit can be a turn off and all that other stuff you know so that that's something that's definitely can go both ways that's not you know uh uh one gender type thing you know that that can go both <laughs> ways much as many of you all don't want to believe it it's absolutely okay for a man to admire another woman as long as it is a quick look boom and he's not staring and he doesn't have a wandering eye and he's not impulsive and he's not a cheater if he's all of those baby why are you with him in the first place you're ignoring the red flags you're settling as long as that man is not window shopping or ordering off of the menu relax he has a visual appetite if he sees a beautiful woman it's okay to admire just like if you see a handsome man you're gonna admire him too Relax. Stop letting yourself go. Just because you're in a relationship doesn't mean that you need to stop doing everything that you did in the beginning. If you always kept your skin together, your nails together, your lashes together, your hair done, your body was waxed up at the beginning. I feel like that can go both ways as well. Um, and even thinking about the um, the window shopping stuff and admiring other people or whatever. Um, yeah, I, I, yeah, everybody got eyes. I mean, I'm you can admire people it always is interesting how you know certain relationships they they have difficulties in this area but they can have difficulties with a regular person but they don't have difficulties when somebody is fawning over a, a celebrity or something like that is it's, it's always inter interesting but with the um wait a minute, i lost my train of thought um yeah, with the keeping up on yourself and stuff, that could go both ways too because niggas be, 
I always find it funny when when certain niggas that just be out of shape and all over the place be criticizing women's bodies and stuff like that. I'd be like, dude, come on now. But honestly, there's a lot of women out here that like big dudes. So it is what it is. And this is is dudes out here that love big girls. So I guess it's just a case by case basis. Huh? Yeah. Keep that same energy. Hold your end of the relationship. Remember, visual, visual, visual. A man still has a visual appetite and he loves what he... But I do agree with her. You're like on both sides. I mean, keep yourself up. I mean, don't just be... Yeah, you got to... Any relationship, partnership or whatever that's going to be long term or anything like that, you got to keep the spice going. You got to keep, you know what I'm saying, enticing your, your partner or whatever. And then that goes back even to, you know, you... If you're going to be worried about them having wandering eyes and all that other stuff, then don't let yourself fall fall off. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, that just makes sense to me. So, yeah. Seize, baby, because you're going to stimulate a whole lot more of him. Don't let yourself go because you secured the relationship. As much as you want to believe it, you're not always right. As much as you want to always be in control, you have to let some things go, baby. You cannot love a man the way. Yeah, I mean, but that. That's something that a lot of guys can identify with. A woman always trying to be right and control the situation or whatever. But I feel like that comes down to a lot of fear, uh, a lot of insecurity and a lot of programming from things that they heard from stories from their mother, their aunties, their, their good, good girlfriends, their grandmas and all that other stuff. So it's a lot of fear based going on behind that or whatever. So they try to always try to control the situation or you know, the outcome of things and stuff like that. And and just speaking on outcomes, you know, that that fear based aspect of, you know, you solely being focused on the outcome of your relationship or partnership being this way. But, you know, you just missing all the present moments, or anything, even sabotaging it. But, yeah you want to love him if you study him if you pay attention if you actually listen i guarantee you he would tell you how to love him and this is something that i feel like is just straight up known like men are more direct than women and men would tell you exactly how they feel what they want what they need and all that other stuff but <laughs> it just seemed like some women just want to just do whatever they want to do and uh come up with whatever assumptions and all that other stuff and it it just be like the dude just be like why am I why am I trying it's it's a turn off it, it push you away again it it make you feel like you're not valued and all that other stuff respected all that like you just be like I'm done I'm just like yeah <laughs> it's just a burden and it just it just it just makes the relationship go downhill it just oh yeah <laughs> you cannot limit the way you love him to a love language that's why i hate the conversation of love languages you can ask a man what's your favorite love language and he can say oh acts of service and you think that's all you have to do to love him no baby you got to study your man stop now yeah I, I do believe love languages are important but i only feel like that those things are just like bases and foundations it it takes more than that because so many people uh you know so many people are layered in, in so many different ways because of the things that they've gone through in their life or whatever that those those bases are aren't layered enough to actually figure a person out or define who a person is
and you think that's all you have to do to love him no baby you got to study your man stop nagging him all the time it's perfect okay quit always expressing your dissatisfactions if you see he's putting in efforts in other places please uplift those efforts acknowledge him show that you appreciate that if it's something like a pet peeve baby compromise i know a lot yeah i mean this this is another thing that is talked about a lot with with men is how that is always a problem is always a nagging situation is never about you know what i'm saying uplifting there's never any compliments like dudes really don't feel like they're appreciated and valued and those type of things you want to you say you want a, a man to be this way and that way or whatever but you constantly putting them down and stuff like that and not really uplifting him i mean what do you expect at, at that point i mean especially when you're the closest person to him and that goes both ways as well it honestly does it goes both ways a lot of women have a hard time compromising baby you got to find a middle ground sometimes it's just not worth you bringing up a dissatisfaction and there's always that same old thing like where you always see these memes and stuff like that that a relationship ain't that it ain't a problem in a relationship until a woman has a problem and that is a constant thing. It's never really a problem in a relationship unless a woman has it. Like anything that is it, the dude has a problem with or has any concerns or anything like that is not valued the same way when it comes to when a woman has an issue or a problem or something like that. But that goes along with programming and shit. A lot of you all just be nagging. You're pushing that man away it's okay he's not always gonna fit your idea he's not always gonna satisfy you in every area baby i promise you every trait that you may have on your beautiful checkoff list he may not measure up to every single one of them that's why you have to be selective but stop nagging all the time you can't read minds and you yeah because social media is fucked up relationships period and it's just made it's to the point where every woman is looking for this specific type of dude based off of social media and what's being displayed and all this other stuff not and, and not really knowing what's going on in these relationships or these partnerships or whatever but they just see this this um this ideal or this idea of 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 a of this man or this relationship or whatever and they be like well that's what i want that's what i want or whatever and then just discounting every aspect of what the what is presented in front of you with a man that's trying to be in a relationship with you or already in a relationship or partnership with you it's just it's, shit is weird you can't predict the future so stop trying to interpret things and stop trying to jump to conclusions baby it's not healthy it's a distorted way of thinking and it will kill your relationship a lot of assumptions and jumping to conclusions on things it's just, it's just it <laughs> like like these are like conversations that are held with with guys or whatever like this is what goes on and it's draining the shit is draining and it's another form of pushing the person away being independent is okay but why do you have to be so independent that you're unreceptive men love to be needed if you're so independent that you won't even allow him to help what is he there for because most women feel like help is only financial 
Stop involving everybody in your relationship. I don't care if it's friends or family. They have no place to be in your relationship. So stop involving them. Their opinions do not matter. Their advice does not matter. They are not the person that you are sleeping with. Relax. You think you're doing something when you're comparing your man to everybody else. You're comparing your man to your best friend's husband. Yada, yada, yada. And now he's pretending to be something that he's not. That's very uncomfortable for a man. Yeah, and that goes, like I was saying about the social media and shit, that relationship goes shit. That shit is, is annoying as fuck, and it's like three three months later, something like that, those relationship goals that you were so in love with turned out to be a nightmare once the, you know what I'm saying, the truth and shit come out or whatever. So stop worrying about somebody else. Just mind your business. Mind your business, and your business is the relationship or partnership that you in. Mind that business first before you start worrying about somebody else's. Baby, constructive criticism and destructive criticism are real things. If you're always criticizing, 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 you're going to push him away and he's going to end up faking things and that's going to make him unhappy and then the intimacy is going to decline. And whose fault is that going to be? Yeah, because you were comparing. Many of you ladies are not the inspiration that you think that you are. I'm sorry to break it to you. If you're always operating in your comfort zone and you refuse to take risks and you lack intellectual intimacy, you don't go out there and try to learn new things, baby. You're not reaching new opportunities. You're always low in your confidence. You're not really inspiring this person. And this this goes both ways when you talk about the growing aspect, the one person growing and the other person not. That goes both ways. And like and particularly it is 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 very frustrating and and draining when your partner is actually trying to involve you in their growth and stuff like that and you still continuing to just do what you do or been doing that is is not inspiring is not uh healthy or constructive in any type of way i mean what do you expect at that point if this person is trying to grow, 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 and you want to stay and you want to be on social media or on your phone and everybody else's business, and you're not really doing anything to add to his fruition, baby, eventually he's going to grow without you. You you will see women look at it like, oh, a woman, anybody, woman or man, look at it like, well, why, are you why are you trying to control me? Why are you trying to do this and, and all that other stuff like that or whatever? But it's just like, I'm just trying to share this with you or I'm trying to, you know, um, inspire you uplift you something because you see these conversations all the time when there's situations like in the marriage when some one of the others letting themselves go and they afraid to tell the other and when they finally tell the other then it's a big old argument and all this other stuff it's just it's like people just just have the wrong conversations when it comes to relationships and partnerships or whatever and uh yeah. <laughs> Optimism. Stop being negative all the time. Communication. Learn to listen. Validate their experiences. Don't interrupt. You know what? The list can go on. Just work on your communication, baby. Okay. Really now I know some on. of y'all gonna get to the end of this video and be like, ah, da, da. look. Yeah, well, that was the video. It really can't go on and on and on because it does go on and on and on. She pretty much wrapped up a lot of the conversations that go on on podcasts and in private rooms homes uh male groups uh female groups all that like she's some pretty much all of it up but we gonna keep having these conversations or whatever because why because a lot of these conversations are being had in the wrong way it's always about comp 
competition is always about back and forth. It's never about comprehension, understanding, listening. No, it's just all about who's right, who's wrong, da-da-da-da-da, and we're going to keep doing it the next day or the next week or whatever. All right, I got another clip. I'm at the one hour and a half mark, so, yeah, I'm getting there. And my energy is starting to dwindle, if you can hear it in my voice. <laughs> but, yeah, I'm going to play this clip, and we'll see where we are after that. Let's go. Black men, if you're saying things all the time, like, I'm so angry, I'm anxious, I have anxiety, no one cares about me, I can't sleep, um, nothing ever works for me, and the man is always against me i want you to know that words have power maybe at some point those things were true but the more that you said it the more it became a self-fulfilling prophecy so start right now if you can choose i wonder if you can choose right now to start to reframe your words to everything is working out for me i am sleeping peacefully and soundly every night i am getting all the things i need to do done i have enough time to do these things i'm energized i have energy my body feels good my body feels young and I'm breaking free and working for myself if you can say these things with as much emotion as you do the I'm tired I'm sick I'm tired I'm mad then you will start to see a shift in your life and no one can take that away from you your words have power so use them wisely and July is minority mental health month and this clip can go both ways women and men just not a black man thing but um it is very true for black men we are very hard on ourselves um and we deal with a lot um and this is what i talk about with the wrong conversations we a lot of times we have been we are having the wrong conversations with ourselves and this clip is an example of you know us beating ourselves down, um, a lot of the negative self-talk that we have and stuff like that. So um, I just played the clip because I felt like it was important to point out that, you know, um, pay attention to the conversations that you are having with yourself um, out loud and in your mind um, and try to reframe those things. Um like, you know, like I said, you know, we can we can have so much like and even like she said, we can have so much energy on the the wrong conversations and and bullshit and and stuff that isn't really beneficial to us in the long term. But we don't do the same thing for stuff that really is healthy for us. Like if you think about physical health and mental health, emotional health. And all that other stuff, like, we can sit here all day um, and 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 look at ourselves and um, just put ourselves down um, and find every reason um, to to talk down on ourselves and you know stuff that we we've heard maybe from childhood or things that we've heard from relationships that we've been in um and apply that to ourselves and, and really truly believe that and 
Um, a lot of that, that uh, lack of confidence, those insecurities and things that we have are things that were given to us, not things that are really true. And it's something that I really had to, uh, I, I struggled with a lot when I was uh, dealing with depression. And I still struggle with it a little bit to, to this day uh, um, with my anxiety and stuff like that, social anxiety when I get in social settings. And it was something that really hit me the past couple of weeks and just thinking about, you know, my podcast and where I'm at with the podcast and other things in my life and stuff like that. It's something that really hit me um, hard the past couple of weeks. And I, I've been uh, had to get like deep down into like some of my old routines um, to to kind of uh, rise above that that um, negative negative uh energy that was trying to creep back up or whatever because and you know all the trauma and the things that we've gone through and stuff like that it doesn't necessarily go away we just rise above it when you actually do the work and heal you rise above it but it's still there and it will creep up at times or whatever you know depending on what situation you in if you're dealing with a certain person or um just the cycle of life, you know what I'm saying? There's ups and downs to life or whatever. So just wanted to play that clip and point it out, you know, just to be mindful of how you, the conversations that you have with yourself and try to reframe some of those those wrong conversations that you have with yourself and stuff like that. Because ultimately, you have to fill your cup up first before you can even worry about anybody else. I mean, I know that's a cliche statement, but it's very true. And um, we put so much work into things that aren't really beneficial to us, but we won't put it into things, you know, that are really helpful for us. Um, cause we're so used to having these, uh, habits of, you know, the, or being caught up into things that we, we only know or thoughts that we only know or whatever. And it's just, it's just like any, Anything that you you learn or any hobby or habit or anything that you introduce in your life, whether it's video games or playing sports or anything like that, it's the same thing. It's, it's just a different aspect. So, like, excuse me. I just, one thing that I definitely, excuse me, I had to learn all the things that I've learned over the years, you know what I'm saying, going to school and stuff like that. It's just no difference. It's just something that you aren't used to. So take a moment to find like one healthy uh, change that you can introduce in your life and put that same energy that you do with some of the other things that you are used to putting energy into. Uh, let me see where I'm at. Uh, hour and thirty-eight minutes. I mean, I got I got stuff for days. Uh, um, let me see. Um, I could I could save some of this stuff for next week, but it's been some of these topics I've been pushing back for a while. They just haven't been aligning with the whole episode. But let me see. I may can play this clip right here. Um, I think I'm gonna play this one right here. Um. Where we at? One thirty-eight. Let me play this clipping out in the podcast because I'm jaw hungry. Y'all jaw want chill. Um, let me play this one and out in the show right here. 
When a man does not feel appreciated in the area of his presence, he becomes a version of a man that he can give you and still survive. And I promise you, you will not like that version. That version of him is silent, frustrated, sharp with his words, short-tempered. How many of y'all been getting that lately? Non-communicative? Because he has to become something that he can survive in. This is valid, and typically this is exhibited by men who are on the cusp of or who have already emotionally checked out. This is often a result of dealing with entitled women who lack empathy and believe that the world revolves around her and her desires. Women who disregard their men's feelings and are poor and effectual and even counterproductive conflict resolutionists. If you get to this point as a man where you feel that you need to survive, then the relationship is no longer thriving. Okay, so this clip, let me let me start from the back end of the clip first. So the things that the second individual was saying. I agree to a I agree to a degree. I don't feel like these situations always have to do with women who feel um entitled and stuff like that. Although there are a lot of women out here that feel entitled and don't really care about a man's feelings and stuff. But I also feel that there are a lot of women out here that aren't educated enough to understand how to um make a man feel appreciated and i think that's something that we fail to mention and that's why i've been trying to mention lately that even though women come from an emotional point of view or you know uh perspective of things that doesn't mean that they're necessarily emotionally intelligent or emotionally mature because that's definitely not the case. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot of situations with a lot of individuals out here that just are ignorant to a lot of things on how to process emotions and, you know, uh, regulate emotions and express emotions and stuff like that, particularly in the black community. So I'm not going to put it on a woman just being entitled and stuff. You know, I feel like, you know what I'm saying, there's a lot of ignorance when it comes to uh emotional health and mental health when it comes to men and women so starting from the front end of the clip i do agree with everything that was said when he's speaking of a man not feeling appreciated and how it will come to a point where he will pretty much shut down and just focus on surviving he will be in survival mode to the point where he just want his mindset will just be about making it through the day where he doesn't have and that's where all his energy is is placed and the rest of he doesn't have any energy to be intimate in any type of way or to be supportive or you know, anything like that. It comes to the point, like, you know, when he was saying in the clip, I'll play it again. At this point, in most instances, let me start from the beginning. Let me. When a man does not feel appreciated in the area of his presence, he becomes a version of a man that he can give you and still survive. And I promise you, you will not like that version. Yeah, it was just all, 
at that point, it'll all be about him just having his presence there. And he'd be like, well, I'm here. But the rest of his energy is just about him surviving because he deal with the bullshit out in the world. He got to deal with the bullshit from the quote unquote man. He got to deal with it from his own people and he got to deal with it from his woman. That version of him is silent, frustrated, sharp with his words, short tempered. How many of y'all been getting that lately? But that doesn't necessarily always have to do with, you know, um, him not being totally appreciated from his woman. That is a lack of appreciation from every aspect of his life every relationship in his life whether it start from him being a child to the point where he's actually in the relationship that maybe mirrors his childhood um and pretty much uh for a black man our greatest one of our greatest gifts is a supportive appreciative black woman that gives us respect and value and all of that um most successful men what do they have a woman by their side who's appreciative who's valuing them who's uplifting them etc cetera, etc cetera. um but if he doesn't get that from his woman then he really has nothing because if he never had that foundation of knowing what being appreciated is and all that other stuff, then he wouldn't have even have been with no woman like that in the first place, right? It makes sense, right? To a degree, it makes sense. Because all he knows is what his foundation placed upon him. He became to understand how the world sees him and treats him. So he doesn't necessarily care about or look to that world or expect anything from that world other than what he's been known it to, it to be to other black men as well as himself. So then... If he isn't getting that from his woman, then he will just become a shell of a man. He will become almost less than a man. He will just become a body at that point. <laughs> just his presence of a man, but not truly the essence of a man, the authenticity of who he is as an individual man. He never got to that point of really believing in himself knowing himself you know so yeah <laughs> you get where i'm going i can go on and on but i'm gonna end it here because i got like i said i got clips for days but um yeah we gotta be better with having the right conversations and um we gotta like like that tweet that I once read, and it's totally true. And let me pull it up because I saved that junk because I just felt like, man, this, 
this is going to be true forever because I I don't know if anything is going to change with with it. Let me see. Uh, where is it? Um, I, and this is for the black community. Our greatest strength is we don't take nothing serious. Our greatest weakness is we don't take nothing serious. And that's is that is what is preventing us from having the right conversations. We continue to have the wrong conversations because as the culture says, we we're using this playfulness and this not taking things so seriously as um a coping mechanism. And that may be true, but that doesn't mean that is right. But this is a taste to consider podcast. Make sure you follow me on Apple uh Listen to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Amazon, Stitcher. Uh, also on YouTube. Make sure you subscribe, follow, all that good stuff. A Taste to Consider podcast on Instagram. Um, all the information is in the link in the bio. Uh, follow, subscribe. Already said all of that. Um, what else? Um, yeah, so... I appreciate all the support, all the new followers, all the people who have been hitting me up and letting me know that they're listening to certain shows and stuff like that. Make sure you keep listening. Make sure you share. Um, Yeah. And make sure when you listen to the shows on the streaming services that you download the shows first. Soon as you open, soon as the show pop up and you listen to it, uh, download it. Listen to it, and then once you finish listening to it, hit that same download button again, and it will be off your phone. Um, yeah, that's how the numbers get tracked and everything from the download. So once again, hit the download button, listen to the show, and then hit the download button again. It'll be off your phone. Appreciate everybody. Um, I end the show off with a song, so I guess I'll end it all with another Usher song. And let me see. One of my favorite Usher songs, and this one was off the 8701 album, Um, and it is, um, how do I say? Once again, this is a Taste to Consider podcast. I appreciate you, and I'm out. She took my breath away She's reminiscent of a goddess It's a shame that we could not communicate How do I How say How do I say hello? I just want to talk to you How do I say you're beautiful And I can't take my eyes off you I don't want to say the wrong thing
To consider podcast, such a great song. Yes, indeed. Taste to consider podcast, and we out.